0: Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis. I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and the co-founder of the Journal That Talks Back. You have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we invite leaders from all over the world to come onto the podcast and get coached live and in person. Today, I have a guest from Montreal. Her name is Annabelle Picker, and uh, she is in the middle or at the end of her mat leave, and she has some important decisions that she wants to make. Annabelle, welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Kim. Thanks for the introduction. (laughs) So I didn't give a lot of detail other than the mat leave thing, but maybe you can fill us in. What's going on? Where were you working before mat leave? What is happening? And share with us the decisions that you're trying to make right now.
1: Yes. So uh, before my mat leave, I uh, I was working at EY, so Ernst & Young. Um, it's a pretty wor- big and worldwide organization uh, specialized in uh, audit and uh, consult- consulting and strategy and management. So, I work in, um, in the talent team, and I am um, a manager of uh, a business unit within that company. So I went on mat leave and um, so here in Canada, for the people who don't know, we have a pretty extensive mat leave, which lasts a year. So I was uh, still kind of involved into the activities within my my company during my mat leave. When I say that, I mean, um, my manager was still like um, reaching out to me, giving me some news about the team and everything that was going on. And so one day she reached out to me a few weeks ago and she wanted to know, like, what is my plan? What do I have in mind for my return? And I explicitly mentioned that when I'm back, I really want to grow, evolve um, and have more responsibility. So basically, I told her that I really want to get promoted um, pretty soon after I come back. So this but in is your
0: happened. mind. What does pretty soon mean?
1: Let's say I was about to come back in June, so June 30th. I, I thought that I would do, let's say, two to three months before I can got a promotion. Because okay. before I left, I was working for uh, a little bit more than two years Okay. at the same position, though. So I I really believe that I was eligible for a promotion, even if I was uh, on mat leave for a year, because that year, as you may know, or may not, if you didn't go on mat leave yet, uh, it's not a year off, like you're still growing, you're still learning so many, so many things. And this is what happened for me Uh, during my mat leave. I really have this feeling that I grew so much. I, I gained, I've gained so many new skills that I still feel like I'm very eligible to have a promotion when I'm back. So okay. that's when, that's where my request was uh, coming from.
0: Okay. So then what happened? So you said, I'm hoping to get a, a promotion within yeah. two to three months of my return. Yeah. Okay. And then what happened?
1: And then what happened, she she mentioned that it's not likely to happen. Uh, I Although they're really happy with my work and they're really uh, excited to having me back, um, I wouldn't be promoted within a year or more. So that's more. what she, yeah, that's what she, that that is what she mentioned. And it was a kind of um, a shock for me because this is really not aligned to my uh, my career plan. I wouldn't see myself coming back at the same position as I was before my mat leave and stay there for a year or more so yeah it was a a kind of shock for me so I decided that I would go on the market and look around if there is any any interesting uh, opportunities for me and I really like the the industry that I'm working in so the consulting industry so um, the next the logical next step for me was uh, to go in a bigger or well, more well-renowned firm in the consulting area, right? Yeah. So after EY, like the next one, the best one would be either McKinsey and company, Bain and company or BCG, the Boston Consulting Group. And so I, um, I saw this amazing opportunity at the Boston Consulting Group and I applied. Well, I reached out to a few people and I applied. And so... Uh, they happen to like my profile and they made me an offer.
0: Okay. And it's a good offer.
1: It's an amazing offer. It's, uh, it's really like, it, it's exactly what I, what I had in mind when I meant being promoted at EY. So it's the next, um, even two step, um, higher than my current role. Right. Okay. So yeah. I'm currently a, uh, talent lead and I would become a senior manager.
0: Okay, and you feel equipped to do that?
1: Definitely, because I was—I've uh, been in—I've uh, been in the recruitment sector and area for ten years now, nine years, okay. almost ten. I've been managing teams. I'm
0: really, re- I'm really ready for more. So I feel okay. really well equipped for that. Okay. Okay. Sure. So what's the issue? They were looking forward to having you back, but now you found a better role, a better job, yeah. a better position. Yes. Yeah. So what's do you feel uncomfortable about letting them know, or yeah. is there something else that you're still grappling with?
1: Yeah. So there are two things. First is obviously I'm. Yeah, I feel uncomfortable letting them know that I, that letting my current employer know that I found another role because I know they were excited to having me back. And also there is the mat leave issue. So okay. the mat leave issue is that when I went on mat leave, uh, my current employer, so Ernst & Young, they gave me a top up on my salary, which means yeah. that they gave me money to um like, I hope you
0: know what is a top-up. So (laughs) actually please describe it because I don't know that all of our listeners have heard of a top-up. So describe what that is. Sure thing. So a top-up is uh, uh, let's say a compensation
1: on my, uh, on the salary that I have during my mat leave. Well, during my mat leave, I have like the government and uh, how can can I say that in in English, it's like the the money that the government pays me during my math leave. Yeah, but it's only like seventy percent of seventy percent of my salary. And yeah. during seventeen weeks, my current employer, EY, gave me the the rest to top up and to give me like the same salary that I was used to have.
0: Okay, so okay. for okay?
1: seventeen weeks out of yeah. the year, exactly. Okay, so which represents I think five months or so. Okay,
0: okay. Great. Right. And did they give that the to you at the beginning or at the end? At the beginning.
1: Okay. Yeah. So it was uh yeah, the first uh the five first months of my mat leave. Right?
0: Okay. Great. And at that point you thought you were gonna go back to EY? Of course.
1: Of okay. course. Of course. There was no okay. issue. And even then, like, yeah, there was no no brainer there. I was sure I was getting going back to EY. And so that's why I uh I didn't even think about it, okay? okay so yeah. now, if I don't go back to EY or if I don't stay at EY for six months, I have to pay the money
0: back. Do you have to? How do you know?
1: Uh, it's a policy and a friend of mine told me so. And I think I read that in uh, in my contract. Okay. When I signed the paper, you know, when you go on my, on leave and you sign papers, I saw that clause in the contract. So I have to pay the money back.
0: Okay. So the issue is that you want to go to BCG and you don't want to pay the money back.
1: Yeah. I would just like to negotiate about that because I believe the relationship was really good. And I know that everything is negotiable in um, in a relationship, especially a work relationship. Yeah. So I really would like to negotiate that. Um, and so I would like to know how and why and how, how I can word it because... At the same time, I know they're going, they're going to be disappointed kind of, of me living. And I come with another request, like, hey guys, I'm living and I don't want to pay the money back. This is, this sounds to me like a very blunt message. So I would, yeah. I would just like to know how to negotiate yeah. that, how I can, how I can put that and also how I can put that in a way where I can keep the relationship well. I don't want to leave them in
0: a bad way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and when you accepted BCG, did you agree to a start date? Yeah, the start date, they asked me to start
1: like, uh, in a week. And I was like, no, because I I have, uh, also have, uh, things to do. So
0: I'm going to start May 23rd. Okay. So you're planning to start earlier than you were planning to go back to EY. Okay. All right. So. Um, let's, and let me just ask you one more question. If EY came back and said, okay, fine, we'll give you the promotion and the raise and the position, would you take it? No, no, I made my
1: mind now. And, uh, the BCG is a really, really good company. Yeah. So it would anyways be like the next step of my career
0: going up with okay. BCG see what I mean right. so it's so, part of the it's part of your career path
1: yeah yeah okay. honestly and I doubt that knowing EY everything can happen though but I doubt they would like match the position and the salary at this point
0: okay all but right
1: do, I don't think I will stay yeah. anyway so
0: I, I think that there are two two things and I don't want to lump them together right the one part is to go back to your manager who is It sounds like you have a great relationship with this manager because she was keeping in touch with you, she was keeping you in the loop, she was, you know, actively reaching out, all of that kind of stuff. So it sounds like she did a lot of the right things, except I also think she did something very wrong. And we're gonna talk a little bit about what you should do, but also I want to kind of step back and um for those of you who are listening, understand that the way Annabelle's manager handled the situation. was really weak, was very poor in, in helping Annabelle navigate some of the key issues that are important to her and really dramatically impact retention. So Annabelle's manager, right? She didn't handle that question properly. When Annabelle said, I'm ready to move up. Annabelle's manager said, well, there's just no opportunity. So she closed the door for Annabelle. And when we have a young employee who's eager and talented and driven and wants to move up, the answer, no opportunity, will cause that person to turn and look elsewhere. So one of the key components in retention is making sure that our young, talented uh, employees are clear about what the future looks like. They have a visibility to the future. They understand what the next steps are and when they would be happening. So, if Annabelle's manager said, Hey, you know, like it probably won't happen in the next two to three months, but in six months, it's really likely to happen, Annabelle probably wouldn't even look elsewhere. She'd say, Okay, fine, I could probably stick it out. But that's not what happened. And so, from the standpoint of recruiting and and retention, it's super important for you to understand that Annabelle's manager was sorely lacking some coaching skills to help Annabelle see what was in it for her very quickly after she came back, right? So coaching skills with respect to recruiting and retention are seriously very, very important. Annabelle, in your case, um, there are two pieces. One is announcing the news, right? Telling your manager, hey, Know, I've got, I'm leaving. Okay. And what you're doing right now is you're lumping two things together. I'm leaving and I don't want to pay you back. And what I would say to you is don't do that. Separate the two issues. They are not the same discussion on the same day at the same time. And they may not even be the same discussion with the same people. So one might be a finance discussion, an HR discussion, and one is a discussion with your manager. And so the discussion with your manager kind of has to sound like, hey, you know, like, I love you, I had a great time with you, you've been an amazing mentor for me, uh, but it's time for me to, you know, it's very important for me to keep growing. And so I found another opportunity. And it's very important for us, for me that we stay in touch, etc. But what you want to do is go in and say, here, all, you know, here are all the things I learned being here. Here, You know, I really, really enjoyed it. But the idea that there was no imminent growth, wasn't something that I was comfortable with. And so I did look for another opportunity and I found something. And so, you know, it's not always fun to deliver that news, but you have to deliver that news because I think she would appreciate you telling her as soon as possible. I'm sure she doesn't want to hear it through the grapevine, but also I think it's important for her to say, to understand, man, I, I kind of made a mistake in not offering her a plan or not mm. helping her see what her next move would be. I kind of mm. just shut the door. And so there's a value in providing feedback. Okay. And in, in a way like you're providing feedback to say, I have to take care of my family. I'm very interested in growth. And so here was the path for faster growth for me. Mm-hmm. So that's part a, right? Like that discussion and that discussion needs to be full of gratitude, full of appreciation and also providing her a little bit of feedback on why, you know, you made a decision to move forward, which was, it didn't seem like there was an opportunity ahead. Like there was nothing on the horizon, right? So that's conversation number one. Conversation number two is, will they ask you to pay back the top up? And my advice on that front is to address it when it comes up. So a lot of times we want to address things ahead of time, We want to kind of, you know, um, not be sitting ducks and wait for something to happen. But in this case, I think bringing it up uh, brings the issue more to the forefront and causes a little bit of a battle. Right. And I think that in this case, it's wiser for you to wait and see what happens and see if they even ask you to pay back the top up. And if they do, at that point, go back. Perhaps with the assistance of your manager, who you've managed to stay in touch with, who you're going for lunch with and being on good terms with on a personal level, who might help you fight that battle. Okay. Right. And so you want to separate the issues. Don't lump them together. And as you do split up with your manager... You want to make sure that you stay in touch, that you do connect, that you do go out for drinks or whatever, that you do have a really good conversation with her and maintain a friendship so that while she's upset that you're leaving her, her compassion, her caring for you stays in place. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely
0: right? Because you yeah. don't want to go, you don't, you definitely want to go, don't want to go say I'm leaving and I don't want to no, pay you back.
1: No, no at all. And this is not me and this is not what I'm used to do. And this is just not the, the, ima- the image that I want to reflect anyway. Yes. So definitely um, that's why I'm here because I know you give great advice. So I just wanted to know how, how can I word that message in a very proper way? So thank you for that.
0: Yeah. I I, I think that you, you're, primary concern is how do you sit down with your manager yeah. and say you know here's the decision yeah. I've made yeah. and and here's why and here's you know but and then the second piece is the top up and yeah. I and I think that you don't want to have the battle around the top up with your manager
1: no no right? at all. that's not yeah.
0: that's not your manager's uh, even domain probably
1: yeah exactly and uh, what do you think or how would you do that like if she brings this issue up during the conversation so let's say we have the breakup discussion and she's like okay but do you know that you're going to have to pay back the the top up how can uh, I what you say that? is
0: you you say oh my god um i it didn't even occur to me okay <laughs> and and you say uh you know, I, I'm hoping that somehow there's a way for us to negotiate that I can pay a portion back instead of all of it back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, or something like that. I
0: hope there's a way for me to negotiate that. Cause that would yeah. really, really affect me in a bad way. So okay. you just say, you know, you leave it right. You, you, you Escape say, it, like, yeah, yeah. Right. And you yeah. say, what is the process? Like, who do I need to talk to about that? And you ask her for help. I'm hoping you can help me with that.
1: Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah, that's great. You're amazing. (laughs)
0: Um, And and, I mean, I'm excited for you because you're about to go into a whole new adventure, a whole new uh, job and a whole new role. And so BCG is awesome. Um, So I wish you tremendous luck in your new position and your new role Uh, in the area of recruiting. I know that you're going to be uh, incredible. (laughs) And uh, I do hope that we stay in touch. I'm doing a lot of work. And I mentioned this, I think, to you uh, earlier. I'm doing a lot of work in the area of recruiting and retention. And I'm actually speaking at uh, a conference coming up in June for SHRM. It's the uh, Society for Human Resources Managers on the topic of recruiting and retention. And I'm hoping to use your story. I mean, you're a perfect example.
1: Of course. And hopefully in a year or two, hopefully we can have and uh, speak on that conference together because I would be honored. Oh like, wow, that's I'll a great be- idea. Yeah, because again, I've been recruiting um, since yeah 2013. So I've seen so many changes in the market. I've seen so many different cases. I have so many t- stories to tell. So, and I love giving like advice and speaking publicly. So yeah. Let's keep in touch, definitely. Let's
0: keep in touch. Um, yeah. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to use your story of how um, the lack of visibility to the future, the lack of a career plan was enough for you to say, I don't see a future here for me. And that's yeah. only one of the components that is required for for companies to maintain uh, their talent. And so I, I'm so excited about talking about this subject <laughs> Yes. And so I have a lot more to share on the subject of recruiting and retention. If anyone wants to learn about what I've picked up along the years uh, in terms of how to find and keep the right talent, please reach out to me. And if anybody has a challenge they want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me as well. My email address is Kim at com. Annabelle, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us, for sharing your story. And we all, all, all wish you amazing luck in your future. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. It was my pleasure. And thank
1: you so much for your your very wise advice. We will see you next time.